Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. They are almost everywhere these days, no matter where you go in a in any reasonably populated area. If you stop and look around, there's a good chance that you will see a cell phone tower, an antenna. Um, now, when you're, when you're using your cell phone, you're often glad that they're as ubiquitous as they are. Uh, that provides users like you the best possible coverage. Um, but some other things go along with that. So, hi, everybody. Jim Mitchell back with you for another great discussion today as we, as we talk about how those towers get where they are and who benefits. Joining me for the conversation is Attorney Kelly Anderson of LaBelle Law. We'll take a look at the process of negotiating with phone providers for placement of towers on your property and, and some of the other things that go along with it. So we will jump right in. Good afternoon, Kelly. How are you? Good. Great. Thanks. So I, I've, I was trying to think about this as I was getting ready to go through notes. It, you know, it's been a good 20 years since some of these towers first started to appear. Um, has has the market, to your knowledge, become you know more advanced and property owners more sophisticated as time has gone on here? Yeah, absolutely. You know, 20 years ago, property owners weren't so savvy about the cell tower leases, and, and frankly, nobody was, and um, and probably didn't negotiate to their full ability or get um, you know the best best deal they could. And let's let's talk about the basics of negotiating because that's, that's really where it starts. I, you know, I assume the cell companies can't just place towers wherever they want. They've, they've got to negotiate with people who own property or buildings. What should those property owners be aware of? Uh, before they start entering into negotiations. Yeah, as as the landlord of um, a potential cell tower, you really got to or you need to gain some knowledge about the process and educate yourself about um cell towers in general. Import, most importantly, you need to be knowledgeable about things like whether there's other similar locations around you that might be desirable. You need to know what sort of um, leverage you have. If there's a lot of other you know, potential properties where people could put their towers, then you don't have as much bargaining power. Um, but if you know, you're in an area where they're in dire need of one and nobody else has the space for it, then obviously you've got some, some, you know, a better position. Um, you also want to look into whether or not the carrier is even going to be able to get the zoning permits or the licenses from the municipality that it needs to get. And that's something you can often call the municipality and find out um, pretty quickly if it's even going to be allowed. It's prob- possible that it's something that they have considered in the past or if they're, you know, if the market is already saturated, they may be able to tell you, no, we're not We're not going to permit another one. Um, you also need to take a look at whether there's sufficient access to power and telephone lines and, and whether that's even going to be feasible. Um, and if it's going to be a cell tower, you know, built on your property somewhere, say it's going to be built at the back of your property, you want to take a look at how construction is going to affect your property. If you have a very active business and you've got a cell tower trying to, um, you know, build build its tower in the back of your property, how is that going to impact your parking, your traffic, um, and is that going to be a possible problem or a deal killer? Mm-hmm. And a couple of things you mentioned I want to circle back on. First of all, the um, 
the local municipality, as you mentioned, they, they have to weigh in. I assume most towns have ordinances govern, governing things like this. So you're saying it's the uh, cell phone company that has to go deal with that as opposed to the property owner being responsible? Well, the cell, yes, the cell phone company ultimately is going to have to go and apply for everything. But if the landlord wants to know, I, I had a, a lease that we were involved in, and the cell tower company seemed to think they were going to have no problem getting what they needed, but our um, our landowner that we were representing gave a call to the municipality and found out pretty quickly, no, they weren't going to allow it at this particular property. So it's sometimes something you can find out pretty, pretty easily as a landowner, and you know you don't want to go to the expense of negotiating something if they're not going to be able to even get the permits they need. Okay. And then you talked about the competitive nature of, of the business, um, and, and so I assume that based on location and height and things of that, there are probably locations that are more preferred than others. Does that then imply that those locations are worth more? Absolutely, it can, yeah. And that's, um, you know, that's something you definitely need to sort of educate yourself on if if you are considering, um, you know, trying to get a cell tower onto your property is, is how – how good of a property do you have um, for the location or for the area? Is it something that you can, you know, really use to your benefit in negotiating? And is this anything that uh, the FCC or anyone else regulates in terms of setting prices and price standards, or is it just a completely open market? It's a completely open market, yeah. Um, there may be some governmental regulations. Um, I'm, I'm not uh, not totally familiar with those, but um the rent is, you know, it's competitive, and it really um, depends on the location and the particular market. So it's very um, sort of location-specific. And, and so tell me about the rent. I mean, how, how is it calculated, and is it a flat fee? Is it for the life of, of the agreement, or how, how does it right. change if it does change? Yeah. Unlike, you know, commercial leases, which are generally based on price per square foot, rent um, for cell tower leases are not at all like that. It's um, generally based on the amount of ground space needed to install the tower and the value of the actual site, which, again, goes back to the location. Um, and that's based on the carrier's level of demand in the area. Um, and generally speaking, they need, at least on the ground, 2,000 to 2,500 square feet of property. But ultimately, the rent is dependent on the demand in the area and the coverage it's going to provide. Where there's high demand but limited space, the rent you can demand will be higher. Um, for instance, or to illustrate the big sort of range you can see in rent, uh, I read somewhere that in 2014-2015, rental rates for the top tower companies, and there's three uh, big tower companies, ranged anywhere from 3600 per year to well over 60000 per year. So there is a wide range of rents on these. Uh, yeah. On these well, as, different yeah, as you said, they're everywhere, so I'm sure that, uh, as you say, they, they vary based on location. Um, we're, we're talking with Attorney Kelly Anderson of Lavelle Law. Kelly deals with um, real estate issues, among other areas, and, and is sharing some insight for us today on the process that property owners may, may follow in negotiating a, a lease agreement for uh, a, cell to, a cell phone tower to be placed on their property. Um, so a couple things there regarding the rent. Um, first of all, do you see a, a standard duration for these lease agreements? Are they usually for a you know, specific period? And going back to the rent then, is it does it stay the same for that period, or are there just different things that might drive it up over time? Yeah, there's different things you should do. And certainly as a landlord – it is more beneficial, I think, 
um, to have annual escalations. Now, you may have um, a carrier that's not going to do that, and in which case, if you're going to have escalations that say every five years, you want to make sure those are pretty big escalations that will take into account, you know, the changes in 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 the uh, system. Um, you know, you, typically an annual increase is going to be about three um, percent. So. You know, over five years, you're going to want to maybe try and negotiate 10 to 15 percent increases um, if if you're not doing it on an annual basis. But in terms of the duration, typically these days you see five-year terms with automatic renewals after that of additional five-year terms. Okay, and I, I know you um, had in your notes uh, something I hadn't seen before, which is co-location fees. What what, what does that mean? Yeah, well, cell towers are just that. They're towers. But that doesn't mean that they necessarily house just one cell phone carrier. For instance, you know, the tenant may be a tower owner, but then they sublease out to Verizon, to AT&T. They have different carriers on their tower. Municipalities, you know, they're going to like this because it means they can possibly have less towers. If there are large towers that can house a lot of carriers, then you don't need as many towers. Um so the co-location fees are what the subleasing carriers pay to the tower. And then if you are a landlord, you can sometimes, and you should definitely try to negotiate a uh, a percentage of that co-location fee. That's additional rent you can be getting. Um, so if that's something going into the lease that they can co-locate other carriers under the property, you as the landlord should try and get something out of that if you can and get co-location fees. Now, when uh, negotiations are, are going on, and, and um, you know, we've we sort of covered, I think, some of the basics here, what, what, what other things should an owner know um, as they get into the agreement? What other factors might come up that they should be prepared for? Yeah, and and we can go back to the duration. That's a very key issue that gets negotiated. And, and although it is typical for five-year renewals, um, everything in these leases is negotiable. So if you want to tie that carrier to uh, to your property for a long amount of time to, or a shorter amount of time, you can certainly try to do so. But again, everything kind of goes back to the location and whether or not you have a lot of leverage as a property owner. Um, another area that gets negotiated is early termination. Carriers want um, an early termination clause so they can get out if the site becomes unusable for any reason or if for whatever reason it loses its license. And more importantly, if technology changes, which obviously it does quickly, and they need a different sort of infrastructure, then they should negotiate um, you know, a termination clause in there so that they can get out of the deal. If you're representing the landlord or if you are the landlord, you want to make sure that you get that termination fee um, you know, and, and a decent amount. You want to, uh, if they're going to terminate, you don't want to lose the whole benefit of the uh, the lease that you negotiated. Yeah. And then what about things like, uh, you know, access to the tower? If it's, if it's on your property, there may be maintenance or other issues that require the, the cell phone company to come out and, and do work. They need access, um, you know, maybe get some equipment in and out. Is that all covered in there just to make sure that, you know who's yes, coming Yeah, that's when? absolutely. Yeah, that's another big one. Um, like I said, if you've got a tower um, that's the back of your property, and they very often are, they're not, you know, you don't have them out on the front, um, you, the carriers want access 24 hours, seven days a week. So 
that could impact your business. So land as a landlord, you want to make sure that it doesn't interrupt your business. So you need to negotiate perhaps approved times that they can come and maintain the cell tower or certain situations where they are allowed to access it. And, you know, it must be an emergency or, um, you know, only certain times and, and instances where they can do it. Mm-hmm. And A couple uh, other uh, things. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to change directions, I so you go ahead and finish up with your thought there first. I was going to say, yeah, there's a, there's a couple other, um, you know, big issues. Real estate taxes, because they're taking up a piece of your property, um, landlords should try and get, you know, a proportionate share of the real estate tax payments from this cell carrier. So if they're taking 2,500 square feet of your property, then you can get a proportionate share of the real estate tax bill from them. So that's something that can get put in there. Um, and also, one thing that the carriers are going to want put in their leases is a big, long contingency period to make sure that they can get the zoning um, approvals and licenses that they need. They may want to go ahead and start building things with the assumption that they're going to get these things, um, but they're going to want a contingency period so they have an out if they're not able to get them. And obviously, landlords want to negotiate um, you know, the the ability to entertain other offers and other tenants. So that's something that they can try get in, in the negotiation process is even if even if the tenant is still trying to get all these things, um, you know, the landlord can also pursue other other possibilities. Okay. And the thing I, I would just want to ask before we let you go, we've talked a about towers and, and obviously they're they're you know they're big, they're noticeable. <clears throat> when you get into Places like cities, where it's it's a lot more buildings, they're generally I see these you know attached to tops of buildings. They're not necessarily a tower. It's just the the equipment on the side of a building or the top of a building. Mm-hmm. Is the process the same in those situations? It is pretty much the same. Um, yeah, I mean they need less space typically, and you know access is going to be a different issue there. But it is um, it is not different in terms of the issues. It's just you know you're negotiating slightly different terms. Okay. Well, uh, as I said, we were getting very short on time there, so I'm going to have to say thanks to Attorney Kelly Anderson of LaBelle Law. I appreciate her being with us today. Always a pleasure to have her to uh, take some time and and join us here. You can read some of Kelly's articles on similar topics at LaBelleLaw.com, and you can find any of our past podcasts there, as well as on iTunes and here at blogtalkradio.com. So catch up when you have some time. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.